Have you ever wondered what it would be like to go viral? I'm not going to lie. I have had those thoughts myself where I say, if only this content would be seen by millions of people, then my business problems would be solved. But even I know after interviewing so many amazing entrepreneurs that success doesn't happen overnight and that even if you went viral one day, you face the inevitable dilemma the day after. What now? How do you keep that kind of influx coming in? Hi, my name is Ina Koveni. I'm a global online presence expert. And this week I interviewed Katia Katia Varvanova. She is a viral content marketing strategist. And you can listen to that interview in the last episode. This is the companion episode. Every Monday, I bring you an amazing interview with an incredible entrepreneur who has made it happen online. And every Thursday, I bring you a companion episode where we answer some questions and I teach you three things that that entrepreneur is doing very right in her business. And you can start applying to yours right now, even if you're starting out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're on your way to Target to return a whole bunch of gifts that you got over the holidays that you didn't really need, then please head over to your phone to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps other people find the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Kovany, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. But before we get to the teaching, I'm going to answer some listener questions. To submit your question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, enter your question right there, and I will answer it on the air. This question comes from Sylvia Bizek professional translator for English and Polish, and you can find her at eng-translator.pl, PL for Poland. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for this question. So this is it. There is so much pressure on the online presence, social media platforms, blog, video content, etc. How to stay on top of things while doing your regular work, right? So you're a translator. That means that you have pages and pages to translate, but at the same time, you have to stay on top of social media. And I'm not going to sugarcoat, sugarcoat this for you, Sylvia, but you're going to need some help. Just doing social media posting can be very time consuming. So you're not wrong there. Very time consuming. So unless marketing is something that you absolutely enjoy to do and you are making enough money in the back end of your business, which means in programs and in clients, that you have all this time to devote to marketing, which by the way, that this describes me. I love doing my marketing and it's most of the stuff that I do is marketing. But for you, you should be spending your time doing your translations, right? Time is money. If you're not spending time doing translations, you're spending time doing something that is not giving you any revenue. So how do you keep up with all of the social media platforms and keep your marketing up and running? I suggest hiring someone to help you. And by the way, this doesn't have to be, hey, I'm just turning over all of my income into somebody who can market this for me. That's not how it works. There are really low cost options out there. Right now, there's a huge 
boom in the Philippines with virtual assistants out there who are experts at the social media stuff, at keeping you current on Pinterest, which by the way, is a huge traffic generator for me, just Pinterest. And, I, and I'm not an organization, um, organization or recipes, like I don't do that. I do business advice, but anything you put on Pinterest gets picked up by Google. So I have somebody doing my Pinterest pins for every blog post. I have a, the podcast. So I just come and I record the podcast and somebody else edits it. Somebody else puts it out there. Now, let's talk about lower budgets, okay? Let's talk about Sylvia saying, well, Ina, I don't have an entire team, right? I just need to know how to keep on top of everything. I'm just going to give you a few steps if that's okay. Let's start with three steps. Step one is to know what works. Where are your clients? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram? Where are they? If you are doing translations, and by the way, this is going to be different depending on what your business is. If you're in translations, you're probably targeting corporations. You're probably targeting businesses. You're targeting other people who are doing English to Polish translations. You have to do a little bit of market research and see like, okay, who needs me for this? Is it companies in Companies in Poland need to translate everything to English. Perfect. Every company in Poland is your is your oyster, right? So you got to be able to put yourself out there in front of them. So LinkedIn might be the best place to be. And Sylvia, I have seen you on LinkedIn and I know that you have a very, very active, um, active profile there. You are always posting, you're always, um, you know, doing your articles and that's exactly what you should be doing. So what I would hire somebody to do is to free up your time. Um, and actually that's, so point number one is figure out where your audience is. We got point number one. Point number two is what kind of content is going to increase your authority in front of that audience. So it could be writing articles about translations. It could be um, do, maybe doing some work, just a little bit of work for some bigger companies so that they can talk about you, like in exchange for them talking about you. It could be posting consistently about mistakes that companies make when translating things from Polish, right? This could be like a really cool viral content where you say, this word in Polish gets consistently mistranslated into English. And those would be like really fun, quick snippets. So step one, where is your audience? So you can spend most of your time there. Step two, giving them content that will increase your authority, right? So that they know that who, who you are. Because if I go and I just write a whole post about, uh, I don't know, how social media is the wave of the future, I'm not really letting people know that I'm a Polish English translator. So what kind of content can you create that will add that kind of value to your own brand? And step three is to start to figure out how to shed that time off your hands. So if I were you, I would probably just want to spend one day where I write one article, I write five blog po or, uh, five uh, LinkedIn posts, and where I write um, three meaty posts about, I don't know, about, about hiring me as a translator, right? Uh, just letting people know who I am. And I want to be able to write those on Monday. But here's the deal. LinkedIn doesn't allow you to schedule posts. So what do you do? You can have somebody else do it for you. You can have a suite of products. You can have like a software that does this for you. There's great softwares out there like CoSchedule, Hootsuite, uh, Loomly. Those are 
social media posters that you can just schedule your post and then be done with it so you can spend the rest of the week on your stuff. And then eventually you're going to just hire somebody to do that stuff for you so that all you have to do is sit down, write your article, write your posts, you put them on a Google Drive somewhere, and then a VA throughout the week goes and does some editing on your article. Uh, They can post it at the right time. They can find the images, find the feature images for each one. So there's a lot of work that can go with it. But that's how I would start to scale it. I would start to do one, two, three. Where is my audience so that I can spend most of my time there? Number two, what kind of content can I write that is going to elevate me and my authority and let people know that I am a Polish English translator for hire? And number three, get some help to schedule these things so that I'm not spending all my time there. So I hope that this is helpful. And I know that I was answering Sylvia's question about Polish English translation, but I want you to think about your business and how this translates into that, because you can still apply those three steps so that you're not spending 90% of your time on social media. The next question comes from Margot Lovett. She helps people create, publish, and promote their podcasts at margolovett.com. Her question is, I am building a membership business model. People can join for three months, six months, or a year. How can I be certain to get fully monthly payment from these folks for the length of their membership? The answer, Margo, is that you can't guarantee it. So you should account that there will be anywhere from 1% to 5% dropout rate, uh, that they're going to stop paying, that their credit cards will expire and they'll never get back to you. That is part of running a business. You know, when you go to Target, they have an entire desk and an entire operation devoted to refunds. Like This is just what normal businesses have to deal with, is not being able to collect a payment. So what do you do? So number one, you should definitely have a good terms of service, right? That says, hey, by the way, you are committing to fulfilling your fulfilling the, the remainder of your commitment for your membership, um, you know, even if you're not showing up, right? Even if you're not using the content, you have to pay for the term of your membership, right? You got to have those terms and services in there. That's number one. That's not really going to help you much if people default and then they never get back to you. So step number two is trust that people have good faith. Trust that though that 5% of your members, they didn't just start ghosting you. Maybe their credit card expired. Maybe their credit card got maxed out and they would like to swap it for another one. But they're not going to know unless you actually ask them. So I have had clients that default on their payments and I just reach out and I tell them, hey, by the way, your credit card expired or this payment failed and my system is going to try to bill you again tomorrow. Would you like to go to this link and change the credit card information? They usually get back to me pretty quickly. They're very apologetic. So sorry that this happened. How embarrassing. Here's my new credit card, right? So have a little bit of faith that when that happens, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, shoot, there goes another one. It's probably something that they just were not thinking about at the time. So definitely follow up. If they don't get back to you after the first email, wait another day, send them another email, wait another day, send them another email. You should have their phone number. If you're collecting credit card information, most likely the form is going to have a phone number. Give them a call like, hey, I noticed this, blah, 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 and see what happens. But you should not give up on that payment. Now, if it ends up that after following up for an entire week or for two weeks or for a month, whatever grace period you give yourself, they're still not paying you back, then you have to terminate the membership. 
and then, you know, send them a, a nice message saying, hey, I've been trying to reach you. Your membership has been terminated. Uh, and this is how much you still owe. Right. And then you just kind of leave it at that, because one another part of being um, a heart centered entrepreneur um, is also that you have to watch for your own feelings and your own stress levels and your own uh, energy. Right. So for me, I would much rather let go of that payment than to have lawyers involved because this person didn't pay me $30 this month, right? So you have to have a certain level of, okay, this is fine. I did everything I could. That person didn't meet their commitment. So this is on them and I'm just going to cancel the membership and then that's it. And be able to let go of those things. Have the abundance mindset that more clients are going to come and make up for that difference. Um, unless we're talking about thousands of dollars here, in which case it might be worth it to bring in a lawyer, right? Uh, that's not your first course of action. So why don't we recap a little bit? So how do you guarantee that a membership is going to keep their payments in full? You can't guarantee it. So I recommend always following up with kindness follow up consistently in case they miss the first one, they'll get the second one or the third one or the fourth one. Try giving them a phone call because perhaps they're just not checking their emails or they're just swamped with other work and your email has just been deprioritized. And then finally, if you're not able to get a response, ask yourself if you can let this go. Cancel the membership and say, this is fine. There's plenty of clients where that came from and I'm going to be okay with it. But stay in integrity. Do whatever feels right to you. Don't do anything that would make you feel icky about this process or don't treat your clients a way that you wouldn't want to be treated if that was your situation. So always give people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and be willing to let go. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you, Margo, for your questions. And for everybody, if you would like to submit your question, just go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer your question on the air. All right. Are you ready to find out what are the three things that Katia Varbanova is doing very right in her business and you could start doing right now? Let's get to it. Number one, she studies, tests, and asks for feedback. Why is this important? I want you to understand that Katia, she started out when she was 23 years old. She's not even 30 yet, right? So she's been doing this for many years, but it wasn't out of luck. And it wasn't out of, you know, just being somebody who's completely unknown, who stumbled upon a technique that worked. And then all of a sudden she went viral and she became famous and look where she is. This is a woman who has been putting in the hours. She studies marketing. She studies the experts, right? She tests her strategies. She was telling us herself that even through viral content, which is her bread and butter, this is what she helps other entrepreneurs do. She says, tweak and test, tweak and test. And what does that mean? That you have to stop thinking that the perfect idea and that the perfect Facebook ad and that the perfect post exists. You got to believe in in testing and asking for feedback. Because that's what the experts do. The experts don't just know what to do. In fact, if you were to hire Katia to do viral content for you, the first thing that she's going to ask you about is, okay, what are the things that you have going on right now? What is your marketing? What is your messaging? What is your audience? And let's try some things out. There is no scenario where you would pay Katia and she would come back with a perfectly 
viral video that is going to completely change your life. That's not how it works. She's gotten to where she is because she knows the value of putting something out there. Now, imperfect, just do it. Collect the feedback and then iterate on it. And the more you iterate, the more money you're going to make, the more clients you're going to get, and the better you are going to get at your message. So if you've been waiting all this time for the perfect brand to just manifest itself to you, it's time to stop that thinking. If you want to be as successful as Katia is, it's time to start putting something out there and test it. It's not, there's a big difference between just putting something out there and then hope that it doesn't blow up or hope that it goes a certain way. No, you got to apply the scientific method to this. It's putting it out there with intention and being an observer of what happens when you put that post out, when you put that image out. Did anybody comment? Did anybody engage? If nobody did, okay, let's try another one and let's try another one. There is no emotional attachment to these tests. There isn't. There is just learning from it. So if this has been stopping you from starting, I want you to come up with your first post, with your first image, with your first offer right now and put it out there and see what happens. It didn't work. Tweak something about it and then put it out and see what happens. So that's one thing that Katia is doing very right that you should start doing right now. Just don't wait. Don't, don't do any more research. Just put something out and then study the results. The second thing she's doing very right is that no matter how successful she gets, she's not afraid to evolve her brand and her message. She started out with live streaming, with Periscope. Periscope is not even part of our world anymore. It's just not something that people use as much as Facebook Lives or stories in Instagram or TikTok, right? It was just kind of left in the background. But she started out with, hey, I'm your Periscope community expert. She just started. And then she started to evolve with it. She started to take her audience with her into a journey. So she started to talk more about marketing and putting out really great content. Then she got into videos and she realized, wow, videos are a really big thing right now. Let's start to create some and see what happens. And she was able to create some really great, really funny educational videos that you can see on her Instagram account where she's like, okay, I can do this for clients. And now she does viral video content for clients, right? So how did she go from Periscope, which is about live streaming, to creating video, like marketing video viral content, viral video content? How did she do that? It wasn't through just changing her mind. It wasn't because she was in one area and then she decided one day, well, I'm kind of bored and I don't want to do that anymore. I think I'm just going to try this other thing that I like better. It was not like that. It was through an evolution of her brand. It was through realizing what are the current trends? What are my audience members asking for? What are they doing? What do I feel called to do? What is my gut telling me? What is my Where is my passion taking me? And then testing things out. Again, going back to point number one, which was testing and collecting feedback and realizing, wow, there's actually a market for this. Let's see how this goes. There is a very, very savvy businesswoman here that we can all learn from. And you should be doing this in fact, right now is not being afraid to evolve. And at the same time, recognizing when you're telling yourself, well, I'm just bored or this is just not working and I'm frustrated. So I'm going to try something completely new. That's not the place 
that these evolutions come from. The evolutions come from you have been successful at one thing and now it's time to expand. So the way that Katya described it was basically starting with a bubble that you start to expand and expand the more successful you are and the more you're able to prove that there's a market for it. It wasn't just start with a small bubble and then start a new bubble. It was expanding on what you already had. So you have to already be successful in your smaller bubble in order to expand to the other one. So She isn't afraid to evolve her brand and her message, which also speaks to all of you out there who've been thinking about your business idea for way too long and still not putting anything out there. So if you just take concepts or or principles one and two from Katia, you're going to make it very far. Now you just need the consistency. Make sure that you don't tell yourself that you're going to quit. Make sure that you stay with it until it works and then you can continue to expand. So let's go to number three which I, it really blew my mind that she was talking about this because we've never talked about this in this way in this podcast before. She invests when she needs a boost, not a savior. And this is really important for all of you out there who have been thinking about hiring your first coach or signing up for your next course or, you know, dropping $5,000 to work with somebody one-on-one. None of these things are going to be your salvation. You get as much as you put into it. So if you are, like Katya said, you have your last penny and what are you going to do with it? That This is not where you end up. This is not where you're going to be spending it. Like, I need somebody to save me and working with that coach is going to save me. That's not her attitude when she invests. When she invests, she knows that she's on an upward trajectory and she wants to hit the nitro, right? Hit the turbo boost in her vehicle. I don't know why I went like like a car, you know, fast and furious analogy here. But it's when she wants to really up level, when she have, has reached a point where she says, I want this to grow even faster. I want more expertise. I want to really figure out where I'm going to go from here, right? Because I feel like I have reached the the limit of my knowledge or the limit of my capabilities. I'm going to invest to make this work even faster and right now. So she invests when she needs a boost, not when she needs a savior. She's not going to invest when things are in the toilet, right? She's not going to invest when, oh, this idea is not working. Who can I pay to come and make this work? That's not the attitude. The attitude is things are going pretty well, but now I need an extra injection of knowledge, of accountability. I need more so that that I can make this grow. So if you have been thinking about your business idea, right, and you want to grow it, you want to establish all of the foundations so that you can actually make this happen. For example, you guys know that I have my Be Found program where I guide entrepreneurs who have that idea. And that we turn it into a business. In just a few months, you have your website professionally developed for you. You walk away with a freebie that you can start collecting mailing addresses from. So all of that stuff happens in my group. But I can't sell this to someone who might have an idea, but they're not really ready to put themselves out there. I can't sell this to someone who thinks if I go through Ina's program, my life is going to be, my all my life problems are going to be solved. I prefer to sell from the point of, from the, from the standpoint of the client saying, I have this great idea and I want this to happen now. So I'm going to invest in Ina's program so that I can get there so much faster. Do you see the difference in attitude there? Is I need a savior and I need this 
so that my life is not in the toilet anymore versus I have a great idea. I have the disposition. I am greedy, um, like G-R-I-T, <laughs> like grit. I have the grit. I have all the expertise and I just want this to happen for me online fast. So I'm going to invest in Ina's program. So that is how Katia invests in her business. And that's something that you should think about next time that you think about hiring your next coach or your next course. Remember, it's not going to be a savior, but it's going to give you a great boost. So have that great attitude of an entrepreneur who is ready to level up and you can't go wrong with that. So how did that feel? Do you feel like you got some new insights? you feel like you got some good gold nuggets that you can take back to your business and start to take action right now? Then awesome. So I don't want you to miss the next interview for next week because it's another incredible entrepreneur that you're not going to want to miss. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss next week's interview. It's really going to be incredible. It's somebody that I have been looking forward to interviewing for a very long time. I'm going to leave it as a surprise for now, but you gotta hit subscribe so you don't miss that one because I'm telling you, it's somebody that you probably have already heard of and I'm super excited to present her to you. To send me your questions for the upcoming Q&A segments of the Companion episodes, just go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer your questions on the air. I'll see you next time and happy new year. Thank you for listening to the global phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with the companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.